Hey there, listeners. We know that you are all over the world. Uh, In fact, I'm kind of concerned about the number of you who have tweeted that the podcast is helping you with your English. Anyway, I wanted to let you know that if you or any of your friends are in L.A. on February 13th, I will be performing a show that Jen and I actually created together. I've reimagined it a little bit. The show is called How to Break Up by Text, and a panel of comedians will be performing real text breakups submitted by the audience. It's going to be a very fun anti-Valentine's Day special. You can also submit your text breakups for inclusion in the show. Text me at 818-392-4759. You can also tweet your screenshots to at Allie Gold, A-L-L-I-G-O-L-D, but please blur those numbers. This is a public service, not a public shaming. Anyway, I hope to see you at the show. Please visit howtobreakupbytext.com and you can use the discount code 2G1P. I hope to see you there. This week's episode of Two Girls, One Podcast is all about Internet Explorer, the number one web browser for downloading other web browsers. But wait, I'm being told this episode is actually about urban explorers, which I can only assume is some sort of hip-hop thing. And now here are the most urban hosts, this side of World Star, Jennifer Jamula and Allison Goldberg. Hey everybody, I'm Jen. I'm Allie. Happy New Year! Welcome. Oh, Happy New Year, everyone! And We're not you entirely both? sure when this episode's coming out, but we think it's early January. This is probably like March. Maybe uh, March. It'll, st- it'll be 2020 then. Technically true. Listen, you can say Happy New Year the whole year. Yeah, it's new. <laughs> it's new. Until She's December. She's actually referring to 2019. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think that today's episode is really fitting for the new year because we're talking about abandoning things. 2019, <laughs> your trash. Sorry, Jen, you want to do our Let intro? Let it go. Well, no, but I'm going to. <laughs> Ali and I are two performers who perform the internet as a script in our show, Blogologues. We then created a web series called Two Girls, One Show, where we explored the people behind all the posts we've been performing, and we went on scripted adventures. And then The Daily Dot and Mr. Matt Silverman, who's here with us today, asked us to join them in this venture of Two Girls, One Podcast, where we talk to people behind internet communities and phenomena that we think are cool. We're so happy that you're here. Today's show is really cool. And like Ali said, it's all about abandoned things, specifically abandoned buildings, structures. This is called Urban Exploring. Matt, can you put an effect on my voice for that? Yes, I will. Say it again. Urban Exploring. (laughs) I hope you keep in all of that. Sounds good. Great. Okay. (laughs) You know what I noticed? When Jen is being like a little sassy, she calls Matt Mr. Matt, Mr. Matt Silverman. (laughs) And when I'm being sassy, I call him Matthew by his full name, Matthew, (laughs) Matthew Silverman. Matthew. Get it together, Matthew. We get off yes. formal. Well, Matthew sassy. thinks everything's rosy all the time. I bet he thinks abandoned <laughs> buildings are wonderful. Oh, Matthew <laughs> has rose-colored glasses, and hindsight is twenty-twenty. I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, so <laughs> what's going on? I remember. <laughs> I'm drunk. I remember thinking 2020 was like the future. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's, it's the hard. present. It's really disappointing. <laughs> We're here. Yeah. I like 1999. And that Prince song that didn't feel like the future. Like we hit 1999, and I was like, whatever. It still felt like we were like in the olden days, even in 1999. No, 2020 was but like we're in, here. in the year 2020. Yeah. yeah, it was always the future. Right. So now we're old. I wonder if kids today are like 2040 is going to be crazy. It will be crazy, <laughs> but then it won't be. Yeah, I, I was just going to say I saw some really crazy though. Some cute meme about somebody wanting Barbara Walters to host the ball drop so she can be like, "I'm Barbara Walters and this is 2020." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kids who are listening, ask ask your parents. Ask your parents. <laughs> ask your parents or your about old that friends. joke. Oh, oh, that's my God, really good though. <laughs> yeah. So urban exploring is fucking cool, guys. Um, I'm sure you all have seen videos, photos of like abandoned amusement parks and things like that. And that's exactly what 
the person we're talking to today goes out and, and explores. He travels the world and he breaks into places. You know, he kind of like lets himself in. Oh, I was going to say something that he that he doesn't look at that I think is really interesting is also the trend of abandoned malls. There's so oh. many abandoned malls. I find that really interesting because it's like Amazon. I know. <laughs> now all the malls are <laughs> what abandoned. What did you do? <laughs> yeah. I want everyone to know that I'm wearing a onesie right now and um, – it's got mm. it's got eyeballs on the top, which makes me think maybe I'm dressed as a frog. Wait, where are the eyeballs? Like you have like a hood with eyeballs on it, or are they like on the boobies? Hundred <laughs> percent. It's on the hood. <laughs> no, that wouldn't be on the top. That wouldn't be a frog. I don't know what that would be. Wow. <laughs> We're gonna have to edit all of this. I'm sorry, Matt. <laughs> But I'm having a great time. I don't don't Abandoned malls are so interesting. And I know we were very interested in that topic. That sort of like led us into this larger uh, thing about urban exploring. But we'd been talking about those before. And yeah, like we're all so nostalgic about malls when we were growing up in this country, especially. I I imagine. I I don't know if other countries like in the 80s malls were such a big deal. But like that defined our whole social lives as as young people. Well, any like near, near when you think about exploring, you're thinking about caves or castles or you know ancient structures doing you know archaeological digs. But this is more like, hey, this mall or this like you know power plant like was abandoned only 20 years ago, and look at all yeah. the stuff left behind. Like that's what these channels and photography is about, and it's just the coolest. It's so cool. Why are demolished <laughs> it's a great yeah. question exactly it's crazy and the malls for my hometown are all dead but malls are alive and well in la and it's very strange like literally just oh, there's malls like everywhere strip malls no but also like malls like i live near ish the beverly center and it's just a giant mall crazy uh, is it related to car culture like i think so but i guess, I, I guess you go to this massive parking lot yeah. Yeah, I don't right. know. But in New York. Because, yeah, they're dying in the Midwest, too. Malls have made a comeback, but it's, like, very high-end. It's, like, Time Warner Center, Hudson Yards, of course, Brookfield Place. Yeah. Those are all malls. Right. And right. so, totally. I, like, when I get in... Wait. What? Yes. No, no, I was going to say, when I go... I'm when I go I'm inside it. those places, I feel kind of nostalgic for the malls of my youth, but also sad. It's like everything is, it's just boring, first of all. It's like always the same 10 to 20 stores, and it's so expensive. So... Yes. I kind of don't want malls to come back. Sorry, malls, but why don't you stay dead? <laughs> I hate you. Right. Stay dead. Who, who is this exactly. for? It's not for kids. I don't know. It's I mean, the they're, they're big in LA. Yeah. They really are. All right. All right. Speaking of going to the mall, you know, we all remember going to malls as kids. Now they're not doing so great, but there is one mall in particular that's doing just fine. It's the Mall of America. Perhaps you've heard of it. Nope. Yes. Isn't that the largest <laughs> one? The largest one? It's in the middle of America. That is the right? largest mall in the United States. That okay. is correct. Bloomington, Minnesota. The biggest mall in the United States. I remember when this was built, there's like an amusement park inside or something. That right? is correct. More than 550 stores plus amusement park rides and even roller coasters and an aquarium. They have one of those tanks, like those tube tanks where you can walk through and the sharks Ooh, swim like above you. Right? <laughs> There is one important thing that nearly every U.S. mall has, but the Mall of America, the biggest mall, the coolest mall, does not have this. What's missing from the Mall of America? I have three choices for you. Bathrooms. People. <laughs> Did you say yeah, people? I said people. Jen said bathrooms. Yes, the Mall, mall of America we is dead. Yeah. There's no so, people there and it's going out of it. business. You heard it here. Oxygen. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we need well, your answers, Matt. <laughs> no, I think you've got this covered. <laughs> Just gonna, uh, you make up some answers, then I'll give you those answers as choices, which are the wrong answers. Escalators. But, you know. Uh, all right, what's well, us. <laughs> Ooh, that was good. That's good. Oh, that's good. I should have wrote that one. Okay, here are your choices: A, a central heating system; B, security cameras. Does them all have what? no security cameras? Or B, or C. A hot topic. <laughs> it doesn't have a hot topic. It has some security cameras and heating. But every other mall has a hot topic. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> you, you did this trivia purely as a joke, right? Uh, it's hot topic. Mm, no. Right, I'm choosing no, hot topic. These are, uh, okay, Allie's going with C. I'm going to say most malls have these things. So mo- I think hot topic is a very popular store. 
uh, you're saying Mall of America does not have a hot topic, <laughs> perhaps. I'm going to say it doesn't have central heating. Seems okay. messed up. Yeah, That's is this a trick question where it's like, well, individual stores have heating, but the mall doesn't? Mm, it's not a trick question. I will say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Sounds like bullshit. We will find out the correct answer after this commercial break. And now a real advertisement entitled 99 Caddy. Need gone by the end of the week. $500. From the website that hasn't aged a day since it was born in 1996, Craigslist. Rims not included. Email me with a number and area code. The only thing that is wrong with the car is that I masturbated in the back seat and I can't get the stains out. My dog also took a crap in the trunk and it's still in there. Needing to be cleaned out. Not going to buy that car. I know I've been talking about how I've got some car woes. I'm not going to buy that car. It's a great deal, though. That's true. Is it, it is 500 bucks, 500 bucks for, a, for Cadillac? a Cadillac. Yeah. Here's the crazy oh. thing. That ad was brought to you by Cadillac, the company, not just the person selling the car. Like corporate HQ. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they said it was cool. They said it was okay. Cool, yeah. cool, yeah. cool. <laughs> so, like, they're all in on it. I don't see why it's an issue. Yeah, if they're in on it, it's okay. It's time for our trivia answer. The Mall of America in yes. Bloomington, Minnesota. Is fucked. Is, oh, they're doing very well, I believe. They are? Oh. They're not I think dead? so. So yeah. what keeps a mall alive? And why are other malls dead? I think because there's a Nickelodeon amusement park in the middle of this mall, and oh. people just are like, this is a cool experience. Like, I, I mean, I'm sure people shop there too, but like. Right, okay, so the ticket is if you want your mall to stay open, you gotta put something crazy in it. Yeah, yeah. Like a co working space or a VR arcade. That's or right. Or a VR co working ex- space where you could work in VR with your colleagues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like That's where, where you're going like. with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the Mall of America probably has all those things, but it does not have one thing that most malls in America have. What is missing from the Mall of America? A, a central heating system. B, security cameras of any kind. Or C, a hot topic. Um, we took a four-hour break between the question and answer of this, so I have no idea what you guys picked. <laughs> I picked central heating. Mm-hmm. I picked hot topic. Hot topic. All right. The correct answer is the Mall of America does not have a central heating system. How? Pull that out so of my butt. So this is a trick question. The stores have heating? No. No. They the just Mall don't of have America heating? does not use a central heating system. This is directly from their website. What Instead, do they do in the winter? 70 degrees is maintained year round with passive solar energy from 1.2 miles oh, of skylights, literally oh, just windows that where the sun comes in, uh, heat generated from lighting in the in the mall, like the lights give the, the lights give off heat apparently. But here's the real kicker: the body heat of the cons- of the customers keeps the place warm year round. It's that packed. Yeah. Whoa. So if they have a drop in visitors, then they'll start to need it. Yeah, maybe. That warms it, and then what cools it in the summer? I, I'm sure they have an AC in the summer. Oh, I think right, must. right, right, right. Yeah. Sorry, they just don't have heat. Got yeah. it. Okay. Pretty wow. cool. Eh, sort of. <laughs> it was interesting. <laughs> they created an ecological like terrarium inside a mall yeah. that's like perfect at all times because we humans all ants. fart in the mall and keep it oh, warm. Okay. Yeah. Right. We have all the heat we I need never right here go there now. inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they do have a hot topic. Yes, they do. I looked it up. Thank (laughs) God. Well, I believe it is time to start our interview. Are you all excited? With the intrepid urban explorer and creator of the YouTube channel, Exploring the Unbeaten Path, Bob Tissen. Welcome, Bob. Hi there. Hello. Thanks for being here. Yeah, no problem. Um, Bob, where are you in the world? Well, at the moment, I'm in the Netherlands. That's the country where I was born. So Okay. So that's your home base. Yeah, yeah, right. Sometimes you wake up and you're not sure where you are. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. I have really difficulties sometimes. Even with my position on the road, I switch so much from left and right driving that sometimes I get like... Uh, <laughs> 
Well, that's dangerous. Yeah, that sounds yeah, a little yeah, dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're worried about Bob's safety for a variety of reasons, which we will yeah. discuss shortly. Not right. knowing where you are is one thing, but not knowing which side of the road to drive on is another. <laughs> so we would love to hear, first of all, your story of how you got into urban exploring. When did it happen? Why did you become interested in it, etc.? So we'd love to hear a little bit of background. Well, I was always in search of a hobby with a lot of adventure, adrenaline, and I would I liked to travel as well. And when a little boy, I really couldn't find it. And suddenly I found out about the term term urban exploring, and then a world opened up for me, and that was in 2007. So I did things like that, like breaking into abandoned buildings. I did it when I was younger, but I didn't know that there were so many beautiful buildings abandoned all over the world. Do you remember when you when you first learned the term urban exploring? Like, how did you find out about it? Um, I found it on the internet. So I just ah. found an article with abandoned buildings. Yeah, yeah. It's just, so it's a really an online community. But when I found it, it was pretty small. These days, it's pretty common. It's a really popular hobby now. But, but yeah, back, day, back in the days, it was... Uh, a little small hidden community. Mm -hmm. I would love to know how one breaks into an abandoned building. But before we get there, (laughs) I want to keep hearing your story. So, okay. So you started breaking into buildings around 2007, 2008, abandoned buildings, excuse me. (laughs) And Uh uh, what happened from there? I had a lot of different hobbies in the past, but with urban exploring, I knew this is the thing I want to do the rest of my life. It's a really nice hobby. You get to travel all the world. You get to know people all over the world. And every week when you go, it's another adventure. You never know what's going to happen. You never know where you end up. You never know if you can get inside. You never know what side of the road you'll be on. (laughs) That changes every week. So you said you've seen the community really grow since you found it in 2007. So what are uh-huh. you? What do you think are the factors in its growth? Uh, social Obviously media. Obviously, your YouTube channel is one of the factors, <laughs> but okay, social media. Got it. Yeah, yeah, social media. Yeah, I started really late because the first 10 years I did urban exploring, I actually didn't publish a lot because I want to keep the community small and it was like something underground. But because of social media, uh, pictures got shared on Instagram and Facebook, and then the community exploded, actually. Are you using social media now, Bob, to find some of the buildings that you would like to go visit and explore? I find some places because of social media, because other people have been there. But my specialty is to find places where nobody has been before. So I spend a lot of time on the internet finding for potential places. And then I just go and hope something works out. And when did you start your YouTube channel? Um, it was only a few years ago, 2017. Because with pictures, I couldn't reach the mass. And then I thought, okay, um, I went looking on YouTube and I saw some people, but there were not really good urban explorers on YouTube. So I saw, hey, maybe there's a chance to uh, get popular. And which video of yours was the first to get a ton of hits where you were like, okay, this is working out on YouTube? Well, it was actually uh, my most thrilling adventure. It was uh, an adventure to uh, an active military base in Kazakhstan. There are two abandoned space shuttles and a rocket. So I thought, hey, that's a good idea to go. <laughs> did you break in? How did this happen? I knew there were like space shuttles and an active military base. And uh, yeah, I just had to see it. it was, it's, it's like a boy dream, you know? I, I was growing up with space shuttles and playing around with space shuttles. And now there are two abandoned space shuttles and you can see them for real. So I had to tell my girlfriend and family that I didn't know if I would come back. Because yeah, if you get seen, oh. you get shot. They must or have you been get thrilled. in jail or sent to a... Yeah, 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 yeah. It was really mm. thrilling. <laughs> so uh, it took a lot of time to find some people who went along. I had to search half the world. So in the end, I found one Belgian guy and two Danish guys, and they joined me. So we went, and uh, it, was a, yeah, it was like a de- three-day trip. Everything went pretty fine. It's, uh, I think, a few hundred kilometers off-road driving. And then you have to walk for... 30 kilometers, that's about 20 miles. So that's quite a distance with uh, a lot of luggage and also equipment and also water. And Mm -hmm. there were no fences, so you can just walk into the area and everything was actually going too easy. And then we found like booby traps in the road. So if we would 
driven further, yeah, our tires would be uh, slashed. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right word, but yeah. But if you yeah, if you're in the middle of the desert and you get four broken tires, yeah, you can say you have a bad day. <sighs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we continued walk by walking, and I think we were a few miles from the hangar. And suddenly we see a car in the distance and the lights were still on. So I said, oh my God, there's somebody there. And a few moments later, we hear gunshots. So at that moment, I think, oh my God, what am I doing here? I think, yeah, my life could end there, you know? And if it was me, I think I would have run. But we were with three other guys and we convinced each other, okay, we are, huh? we traveled a long distance, just wait and lay, lay on the ground and see what happened. We waited on the ground till it was uh, dusk, and then we continued. Bob, you didn't you didn't tell us you were a superhero. What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. It's like, I've seen this movie. It's pretty good. So what happened next? So we continued in dark, and the last few miles took a long time because there were a lot of obstacles and fences and stuff. So we really had to sneak inside. So we went inside, we saw the shuttles with our flashlight, it was crazy, but we didn't know anything about security. So we went up to the top of the hangar and decided to sleep there. But I was so, uh, there was so much adrenaline pumping, I didn't sleep at all. Then we woke up, but yeah, as I said before, I, have, I had no clue what the security status was. Um, the only thing I know that I saw pictures on the internet is that they're like uh, there are soldiers walking there with uh, automatic guns. So you don't want to meet those guys. So what we d- yeah. did is we, we split up the group in two people, two times two. And two people were on the roof constantly checking for cars and soldiers and other people. And yeah, they gave information by walkie-talkie. So I think half the day we were hiding because there was somebody in or near the hangar. So it was pretty crazy. Okay. So you, you film this and you release it to the internet and what happens? Um, yeah, well, I just published a video. I didn't have much followers back then. And I thought, okay, I will have a few viewers, but suddenly it exploded. And when it gets shared by a few channels, suddenly everyone shares it. So it, was, it went pretty viral. And the, the, the next problem was, okay, I hope uh, I will not get followed by the KGB or something. Right. Because it's, <laughs> yeah, because I, oh, yeah, I get in trouble a lot after I publish it. What do you mean? What kind of trouble? Yeah, you can get sued. Um, you can get police investigations started. So one example is that I went to abandoned oil rigs. Nobody tried them before. We just went. And we filmed the adventure, we had fun spending the weekend on an abandoned oil rig. It's just like a boy's dream as well. And we barbecued in the kitchen, slept in their um, beds. And we published a video, it was pretty popular as well. And a few days later, I think, I read an article on the BBC News that there was a police investigation about me and that three oil companies wanted to sue me. So oh, You found out from the BBC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody contacted you? No, no, no. Nobody contacted me yet. No. <laughs> but my name is published everywhere, so it shouldn't be a big deal to find me. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so then what happened? <laughs> actually, nothing happened. <laughs> so oh. that's a good thing. Yeah, oh, right. yeah great. I was, I was lucky. I was lucky. But yeah, yeah, imagine you get sued by three oil companies. They have tons of monies, tons of liars. I think my career would uh, be ended if it uh, continued. Aside from the adrenaline, what what else do you love about the insides of these buildings? Like, what fascinates you so much about exploring urban decay? When I talk about abandoned buildings, everyone thinks it's just a ruin without windows, without a roof. But for, in my opinion, most of these buildings are like a museum, but there is no entrance fee, no people, um, no, yeah, no regulations, nothing. So you have to see it like that. Most of the buildings are also like heritage but there is no money to maintain it. So it's also about history, architecture. Yeah, many things. And why do you think the internet is so into watching these? I think everyone is a little bit attached and curious what's beside the closed doors, I think. I remember mm-hmm. when I was young, I was always looking to an abandoned uh, monastery. I was, my parents drove by me. So I think it's just natural curiousness. I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's also, you see it in a lot of movies, right? Everything happens in abandoned castles and stuff. It's, right, right. It has something special. What are some of the most popular types of abandoned buildings that you're seeing? 
Oh, all kind of stuff. I am, what's, what you don't have in the United States, what's, what you have got in Europe a lot is castles. Mm -hmm. So imagine uh, an old castle with all the antiques still inside. It's like a time capsule. Wow. So it's really fascinating. Why and are the castles just sitting there with these antiques in them? And why have they not been robbed? Because that seems like something that humanity would do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. They do. It's a matter of time, actually. So it happens. It happens for many years already. And my goal is to go there before the thieves go there. Mm -hmm. So it's, you're right when something gets robbed. If a cast abandoned castle hits the internet and it hits the mainstream of urban exploring, um, the castle will be empty in a month. Wow. So you have to be quick and try to find a castle nobody has been before. Do you touch the objects in these places or is there like a philosophy around not moving or touching things? Yeah, well, actually, it's just only footprints. Take only photographs. That's like the golden rule. But when I make videos... It's nice to look in the drawer or in the closet and see what's left there. So I would, I would try on the clothes. It's hard sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah sometimes, sometimes we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have to, it's uh, difficult. You have to pay a little bit respect, you know, to the castle and stuff. But sometimes, yeah, you just play around and have a little fun. Yeah. That's all right. We haven't even mentioned to our audience yet that you do a lot of work with stop motion. So. Can you talk, yeah, talk, could you talk a little bit about that and uh, how, how that plays into your urban exploring? Well, I have a master degree in film animation. And in my master year, I could do whatever I want. So I choose to do like stop motion, which was my favorite thing in school. And I could work on one year, I could work on a project and I say, hey, why not, slot, why not do it in abandoned buildings? So that's why I made the combination of making stop-motion videos in abandoned buildings, and I think nobody ever did that before. And stop-motion is really time-consuming. So for one second of video, you need 25 pictures. So if you want to have a moving room, you have to move all the chairs and tables and then make one picture, do that 25 times, and it has to be right as well, and then you got one second of video. So that's really like old uh, craftsmanship. Well, well ha hang on. I mean, that's like in Europe, okay? Over here in the US, it's 24. Per <laughs> oh, second, really? Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. 24. Yeah, oh, so we have yeah, a little yeah. bit easier. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Just, just talking frame, frame rates over yeah. here, guys. Just, yeah, we're, just like, gonna, we're just going to geek out. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So you mentioned castles, and I'm wondering what other types of buildings tend to be abandoned. Everything that you can imagine, like theme parks churches, factories, uh, yeah, name it, and you, it's, you can find it abandoned as well. So you don't see any trends? It's just like everything is abandoned at some point for some reason? Yeah, yeah everything, yeah. Nothing is built to last. Yeah, that, that's the thing that really struck me was well, two things. One, you're doing archaeology, uh, and we, uh -huh. uh, we happen to have had an archaeologist on the show uh, earlier, on an earlier episode, and you're doing the same thing that he's doing. Like he would dig in trash and go to landfills. And it's like archaeology of like looking at stuff from the 70s, which we don't yeah. traditionally uh -huh. think of as archaeological. But he explained to us that academically that was identical. And so in your videos, you're going into like hotel rooms and resorts and literally like the the pot is on the stove with food in it from when someone was here and then mm -hmm. they vanished and this place closed and it's exactly the way it was left yeah but you're right i'm i not i feel i'm not like a photographer i'm feeling like a guy that document places yes. so i have to break the rules to save some piece of history by example i went to fukushima and fukushima the people there they want nobody to go inside but what yeah. if nobody, uh, what if everybody just followed the rules? Just uh, nobody would have seen the real aftermath of the disaster because everyone mm -hmm. knows about it, but nobody sees it. So I went there, uh, yeah, I'll go against all the rules and also for uh, with a little danger for my own health. But for me, it was really important to document these buildings before they are history. Yep. And then the other thing that struck me was that. Um, the in many cases these are just colossal failures and i'd love to get your take on that like watching your videos makes me feel better about my own life and work of like some 
buddy or country or uh, a company spent millions, if not billions of dollars on a resort hotel and thousands of people were employed here. And then for some reason, it just ended. And now it's just empty space forever. And it's like, that's just such a colossal waste and failure. And I was wondering if you had any thoughts on on that as you kind of move through these spaces. Yeah, yeah, but it can happen to everybody. It can happen to yeah. everyone everywhere in the world. You know, um, I've been to like Tunisia and Egypt and it was a really popular place to go for Western tourists. And suddenly after a few terrorist attacks, so yeah, suddenly nobody went anymore. And also the travel advice was turned to negative and you can see the whole aftermath of a few terrorist attacks of the whole country. So I went there and I think there are dozens of abandoned resorts uh, empty. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little worried about you. Um, so what are some, what are some of your other craziest uh, stories in terms of going where you don't belong? I got too many stories. Another nice one is an old submarine, which was an active Navy base. So we went inside. Oh, no, we, the first night actually we failed because uh, we saw it was docked at the harbor, but we had to swim because it was a little further. <laughs> So it was 12 degrees and the water was 9 degrees. Oh, I have to calculate that in Fahrenheit. I don't know, but it was pretty <laughs> cold. It was winter time, so it was cold. So I had to convince my friend to go back the next day, uh, buy swimming pants and also like plastic bags for our gear. And yeah, the next day we went swimming. <laughs> it was pretty cold, but when you are full of adrenaline, it's okay. So we spent the night there. We stayed inside, I think, for 12 or 20 hours, something like that. So we slept there and eat there as well. And a few days later, we published a video. And also, uh, with that case, I got in trouble afterwards. I was on the Portuguese news everywhere. So a friend sent me a video of the news. Said, hey, Bob, you're on TV everywhere here. <laughs> and what are some of the most unexpected things that you have found while exploring? Um, I found a hat in a jar. A head? Hat. Yeah, yeah, a real hat. In a, in a oh, what? Uh, it was an abandoned Wait. morgue? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually a, an abandoned asylum. Oh, wow. And we wow. went to the morgue and suddenly there was like a hat in a jar. I was like, oh my God, what is this? Wow. So how intact was this head? It's pretty intact. I think you can see it on my Instagram, but it was like just dried. You could see the skin. Oof. I could see it, the skull was lifted. Wow. So you could see some stitches. They just stitched it back. You never know what you're going to see. So if you see pictures on the internet from other urban explorers, you, you think, okay, I'm going to see this and this. But I like to go to places nobody has been. And then you will be surprised. And once I went to a theme park in Japan, and the website wasn't updated for 15 years. So I thought, mm -hmm. okay, let's have a look. And it turned out to be a crazy explorer. So I found a German theme park in Japan and the owner was really, yeah, he really liked Germany. So he went to Germany and traveled back, started a theme park and he copied buildings from Germany and built it in Japan, just one-on-one. -on -one, oh, just what? So there's a German castle uh, <laughs> yeah, in Japan. And also he de deconstructed buildings in Germany and yeah, build them up again in Japan. So the oldest building on that island in Japan is actually a German building. Mm -hmm. It's pretty weird. <laughs> and even like tons of uh, medieval stones from Berlin were imported to Japan just to have the theme park. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, he spent billions on it. Wow. And I found intact souvenir shops where all the gifts were still present. <gasps> This is what I don't understand. Like they abandon things, but they don't clear them out. That's what I don't get. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Like, yeah. like, like t terrorism in Tunisia or Egypt, like Egypt had a revolution. So I understand uh -huh. why a, a resort hotel is no longer viable. But like, do you have any information? Why did this particular theme park fail? And what is the owner of this land doing right now? And why is no one, <laughs> like Ali said, cleaning it up or revitalizing it? Uh, it's funny you ask because uh, this I like this location so much that I went back for a TV series and I had the chance to speak with the owner. So my first question was, why is all the furniture still there? There, for mil <laughs> there's stuff for millions of millions of dollars, and why right. didn't you do anything with it? And he looked at me and he just said, the park has to die in a natural natural way. <laughs> 
I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> that doesn't so make any sense. It's also like yeah, some... those souvenirs don't <laughs> yeah, biodegrade. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. It's crazy, but it's also a culture thing. Um, I think in Asia, they have a totally, totally different look. Nothing, uh, not everything has to be perfect, you know? Uh, I, can't, so they I can't deal with all this clutter. Well. I got to go clean it up and sell it on eBay. <laughs> That's going to be my new mission. Yeah. I'll just yeah. follow you around, yeah, yeah, yeah. sell yeah, souvenirs. Yeah, this is crazy. Well, it's very easy for a Japanese billionaire to say, "Yeah, it needs to die peacefully." I'll just I don't leave need it. Leave it. That's 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 the crazy part here. Yes. Yeah. Who knows? There was also another funny story. Well, when there's a failure in Japan, nobody wants to do. Want, nobody wants to um, be involved anymore. So they all okay. turn that back. Mm. And there yeah. was also another funny story. So there was a taxi driver. Um, he drove us every day to the park and he joined us, but you know, Japanese, they are not really, it's a totally different culture. So they have like a poker face. They never smile. They never get angry. And after a week, he started to melt. So his true face came a little bit. And suddenly after seven days, he tells us, Hey, I worked in this park. Oh my gosh. I want to see my desk. So we went to an abandoned office and everything was still in place. (laughs) <laughs> it was crazy and then he started to cry because there was there was still unopened post from him unopened letters and there was also oh. his old glasses were still there and he oh. turned i put them on i was still crying and then he told me the story why it was closed and it's still a mystery uh for me this day because he told me there was like a party for the employees and something happened on that party and the next day, nobody showed up anymore. What? What? So after the company party, nobody showed up again. Yeah, something happened and nobody came back. What so happened at this really party? Weird. He wouldn't say why. I'm wondering too, but we couldn't get out of him. How can you live with all of these mysteries in your life? I would go insane. <laughs> well, more importantly, you spend a lot of time in abandoned buildings. Are they haunted? <laughs> No, they are not. Are you sure? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I slept in the most creepy places you can imagine. I even went along also for ghost shows and it's just one big show. Sorry that I have to disappoint you, but uh, no, that's nothing. (laughs) Nothing. I walked around in places where thousands of people have died and I really, I was really interested to see something happening or, but nothing happened. And then all the crew had to go out and the ghost hunters were alone. And then everything happened. So five minutes later, they had all their voices and knockings and uh, stuff. But <laughs> wait, <laughs> too bad. No, wait, the crew left, and then they got their footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they just made it themselves. They made so it up. it's yeah. <laughs> asleep uh, pretty good there. <laughs> what was your favorite place to explore in the U.S.? Oh, it's a difficult one. Oh, what I like in the United States are the asylums. Mm-hmm. Uh, the theaters mm. and the big power stations. Wow. <laughs> so we got like really big buildings, like theaters that are like that have like three and a half thousand seats. That's something you don't see in Europe. And they're abandoned for like 40 years. So it's like a time capsule in the middle of a big city. So that's pretty crazy to find. It got modernized so fast that they couldn't upkeep it. Mm-hmm. So all the big, nice theaters are just closed. Well, that part we understand. Yeah, we used to be perform. Oh, well, we are performers. <laughs> what am I saying? There's, but yeah. there's no money oh, really? in theater. There's no money in theater, so no. they had to close. That's too bad because they looked they looked so yeah. Yeah, they're beautiful, beautiful buildings back in the days. Yeah, right. yeah. So what about the asylums? Yeah, well, it's not about the buildings itself, but it's also like the story behind it. So yeah, you know, you probably know as well that uh, the doctors uh, performed like really cruel things on the patients. So in one asylum, the head of the medical team thought infections were the lead to mental illness. So they started with all the patients to remove their teeth. And if that didn't work, they would start to remove organs until they, the symptoms stopped. So that's pretty crazy. You mean until they died? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they died or just couldn't move anymore. Wow. Uh, and just for context, do, do you know roughly what year or what decade this asylum was functioning? Oh, I think it was functional until the 60s or 70s even. Yeah, that's that's Crazy. Bananas. Yeah, yeah. Are you, have you ever heard of lobotomy? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Just like a piece of the brain gets just 
shut off. That that yeah, that's just common in the United States as well in the asylums. So a lot of cruel things happen there. And when you know that, you're gonna walk differently in a, a site uh, abandoned building. Mm -hmm. Well, you heard it here. Ghosts aren't real. If anywhere was going to be haunted, it would be the asylum. Bob, where does the plane ticket money come from for these trips? Are you How are you funding this? Is this full-time for you at this point? Um, I'm trying to do it full-time. It's really hard. So that's the bad side of doing this job. I just quit all my other work and start doing this full-time. But it means I have to work like 18 hours um and how do i get my money yeah it's difficult with my youtube channel yeah it's just a few hundred bucks each month maximum patreons is also just a little bit but i try to sell footage to companies like national geographic or to the news and what i try as well is to work like a tv series so after i stopped school I wrote my own TV series because my teacher was inspired by me and together we wrote a TV series. And the good thing is that I could fill in my own loan. So I got some, quite some money from that. And with that, I invested in my new trips. And also I published two books. Um, the second book which I published was just released December. And with the sales of the books, I can buy tickets and stuff like that. Great. Well, we will link to your books in our show notes. Oh, thank you. I hope the shipping costs are not too high for the United States. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us your thoughts on this. Like, I, I, I just no, I have no data to back this up, but it seems like governments around the world are having trouble uh, meeting budgets, and so when government facilities like power plants and missile sites and and asylums or whatever, when they fall into disrepair, it is just not a top priority for a government body in any part of the world to be like, you know what we got to do? We got to like clean this site up. It's just not on the roadmap, and because we can barely pay our bills to begin with. So, are you seeing, like you said, since two thousand seven or whatever, like over the last ten twenty years? Are there more abandoned sites or is it just like there has always been abandoned stuff and you're just exploring it more in more detail now? No. Um, yeah, there will be always abandoned buildings, but it also has to do with economical stuff, like you said. So in regression, I think back in when I started, there was a lot of abandonment. And now since economic growth in Europe, I think maybe in the United States as well, you can see a lot of old castles getting renovated as well. Mm -hmm. So it's, mm -hmm. yeah, you can see trends in it, but there will all these be abandoned buildings. They only get more boring and boring because when something new gets built, like a power station, um, it used to be a prestige project, but now in these days, I wouldn't take a single picture because like um, the build, and back in the days, they saw it, people would work harder in a nice environment. So power stations were built really nice and you had like nice control rooms. And now in these days, it's just a boring flat screen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think in 100 years, this hobby won't exist anymore. Wow. Well, uh, but also we'll be, we will be nostalgic for flat screen control centers because 100 years from now, we'll all have, you know, whatever, microchips in the That's brain where you just true. get your YouTube videos yeah, right in your eyeball. So we'll be like, oh, these people are so cool. They used to watch it on a yeah, screen. So quaint. How cool is so that? Quaint. Yeah, 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 who knows? Yeah. That's true. I will never be nostalgic for that. <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah, but maybe, maybe it's boring for us because we live in the same time. For me, it's nice right. to see another yeah, era. Yeah, totally. All right, Bob. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It has been a pleasure having you with us. Stay safe out there. Yeah, thank you. No yeah, be safe. I will try. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Ali, I feel like you would do some urban exploring. Is that just, um, is that the correct thought? I see why you think that because I like to be a voyeur and go to weird things, but I'm not yeah. really into danger or haunted things even though he tells me they're not haunted <laughs> i don't fully believe that i definitely wouldn't sleep in those buildings yeah i know i know yeah i mean some of them are beautiful though some of the prints when you look at his site are beautiful that's really yeah, interesting yeah. and my friend laney actually she's never really referred to it as abandoned buildings but she paints actually i guess it's the opposite she paints a lot of construction sites so she's <laughs> she oh, gets cool. them when they're coming up and he gets them when uh. they're going down <laughs> um so there's something beautiful about it for sure but 
Speaking of his site, everybody should check it out. And I'm sure this will be linked for you all, but his last name is Tissen, T-H-I-S-S-E-N. So Bob Tissen. You can see the stop motion. You can see the photographs. It's really incredible. But Matt, I think you were about to say of the three of us, Allie would be the one. And I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just because you're the only, you're really the only adventurer. I don't want to dismiss any adventurous spirit that you have, Jen. Jen, Are you insulted? That's kind of uh, (laughs) harsh. I'm not insulted. I <laughs> I, well, I thank t- you, Matthew. <laughs> Look, uh, of the three of us here, there's only one who has been, like paddled down a river while being attacked by monkeys. That's so true. that's all. I'm no, saying. no, no. For the record, we couldn't paddle while we were being attacked by monkeys. <laughs> like she didn't seek it out. Fair enough. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, also they held on to the branches with their tails and were attacking, and we mm-hmm. actually like holding on to us and the. And the um, kayak, so we couldn't mm-hmm. really break free and paddle while they were attacking us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For the complete yeah. story, just go back and listen to <laughs> every previous episode until you find the one, probably like around the 10 or 20 mark. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where uh, yeah. was attacked by monkeys. Yeah. Where was so, this? Um, Nicaragua? An island off the coast of Nicaragua. Right, okay. Yeah. Man. Like you do. <laughs> like you do. <laughs> really fun country. I had a great time. We also um, took these boards, hiked to the top of a volcano, and then sled down. So, yeah, I might go to some abandoned buildings. Yeah, I think you would. I can yeah, see yeah. that happening. Is... <laughs> the one he mentioned, the story he mentioned that will really stick with me was the theme park and the taxi driver and going to his old desk and that whole mystery yeah, man. around yeah. it. How weird. Like, what happened? What happened? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just remembered I did go to some abandoned things and I saw a skull. <laughs> what? How did you just remember that? Where was that? I forgot. So it's not totally abandoned, but in Argentina, there is the famous cemetery that you go to where, with these like incredible mausoleums and Evita is buried there and they're, they're the mm. incredible and stained glass and sculpture and there's all these tours. And I was visiting my friend Morgan, shout out to Morgan, and he said there's kind of like a poor man's one, not really a poor man's one, you still have to be super rich to be in it, but there's like a, a secondary one that the tourists don't go to, but that's huh. it's still like pretty fabulous in terms of the uh again like the architecture and statues and whatever but the tourists don't go so it's not kept up as well and a lot of the tombs have been raided because they bury them with a lot of jewelry and stuff so we went to see it and like sure enough there was like broken glass and bones just like in in one of the tombs there's bones just like strewn about because i guess they opened the tomb or the, the casket itself within this like mausoleum, right? That's the right word, right? When it's like, yeah. And so, the yeah, so they opened the casket, I guess, and then they're just like threw the bones about, like bones just like, I mean, it's so disrespectful. Also, like, even if you don't believe, again, in like ghosts and all that stuff, like there's something pretty bad about throwing bones about. (laughs) About throwing bones about. Taking them out of their, (laughs) about taking them out of their (laughs) resting space. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> throwing them around. It's disturbing. Yeah. It's no good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This is a very common touristy place to go, I think, but beneath Paris, yeah. uh, the catacombs. Are you familiar with that? I've been with there, that? yeah. I've never been. So many people died in Paris that they just literally could not fit enough graveyards within the walls of Paris. So they just threw the bones and the bodies underneath. And over time, they organize it. So you go down under the earth and you're walking through hallways and the walls on either side of you are not stone or dirt. They are literally walls and walls of human bones. And so you're walking through a hallway made out of bones And it's just thousands upon thousands of people who died. And it's truly mind blowing. You're just walking through this hallway of death and it's and it's just a bunch of tourists down there with flashlights and just having a good old time. It's 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 remarkable. Yeah. Um, A few years ago when I was in Paris. Yeah. And I just saw a headline recently that they the authorities there recently found a full like movie theater set up in one of the back hallways where people were like watching they set up a projector (gasps) and seats in in the like bone room and they were like watching creepy movies in the catacombs my only memory of the catacombs outside of how creepy it was is i went in with normal hair and then it was so humid inside that i walked out with like extremely (laughs) curly hair it was like just 
I don't know, like a wig. <laughs> ghosts are real. Ghosts are real. That's but that yeah, it's it. just so fascinating how people leave things behind and the various reasons for doing it, and that nobody finds it sooner than like a hundred years later to want to do something with it or even to rob it like yeah yeah i mean there must be thousands of buildings like this all over the world yeah we live in a time where the entire earth is mapped you can go on google and see the entire world we've explored every nook and cranny of the we like we we think we know everything about everything and then what Bob is clearly showing us is that there are, like you said, Jen, thousands of places that no human has seen for years, if that not centuries. That makes me centuries. so happy. And yeah. It's cool. It's good, right? It's cool. Yeah, because I want to have adventures and I love the idea of unexplored territory or right. just hasn't been explored in a really long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I would love to know from our listeners if you have been. Have you seen any bones? An interesting abandoned building and seen bones strewn about. <laughs> <laughs> you can tweet me at Allie Gold. Oh, sorry. Me, it's okay. Sorry, go on. Well, I, I was just going to say, I feel like everybody <laughs> in their town when they grew up, like, had at least one of those places that they like to explore. So, yeah, like, what was it for you? What's the coolest place you've ever been in that's abandoned? So tweet tweet us. Um, Allie's at Allie Gold. I'm at Junebugger, J-O-O-N-B-U-G-G-E-R. You can email us at 2G1podcast at gmail.com. You can also call us and leave us a voicemail or text us at this very same number. We would love either a text or a voicemail. That number is 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. And you can join our Discord server. You can only get the um, URL to that here. So please come join us. We're there. Listeners of the show are there. It's discord.gg slash 2G1P. Last but not least, if they would like to contribute to us, Ali, how do they do it? Please go to patreon.com slash 2G1P and you can make a contribution at any level and receive perks in exchange. And bones. You will give you bones. <laughs> if you give us money, we will mail you human bones. Is that appealing? Are you in? Is I'm it, excited. Isn't bones another word for money? Like you give us bones? Well, I don't know. All right. All right. Oh. I've never heard that, but it doesn't mean you're wrong. <laughs> Under bones. All right. We'll take it. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Two Girls, One Podcast is hosted by Allison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula. Then shoved through a barbed wire fence at an abandoned nuclear testing facility in Kazakhstan. I mean, produced and edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. This show is made possible by listeners. Kind of like NPR, but with more bronies. If you can support 2G1P at any level, your contribution can be huge in keeping the show going for 2020. Visit patreon.com slash 2G1P today. The Podglomerate. A sonic universe. Rim's nodding. Oh, sorry. (laughs) That is a good deal. (laughs) Sorry. That's okay. Oh, God. (laughs)